This week's episode of Greetings from Storybrook is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Go to GoDaddy.com for all of your domain and web hosting needs. Save 10% off by going to GoDaddy.com and entering the promo code BLUE13. That's B-L-U-13. You're too late. Actually, it seems that we found you just in time. I told you to pick your side carefully. Good has won, just as it always does. I think the day's finally come, my darling Snow, for you to learn a long overdue lesson. Johanna! You see, in the end, it isn't good or evil that wins, but power. Greetings from Storybrooke. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And this is a podcast that, if you possess it, will allow you to control the Dark One himself. (laughs) We also talk about Once Upon a Time. Yeah. How's it going? It's good. How's it going with you? Good. Good. It's it's been a bit since we've had a regular episode because of the uh, Oscars. Oscars. We had a regular episode last week. That wasn't a regular episode. That was a roundtable. We had a... No, we had a regular... Oh. Yeah. Well, see, we recorded la- that last episode so late. Yeah, it might And then yeah. we had the roundtable, and then here we are. The roundtable was fun, though. Awesome. If, if uh, you didn't listen to it, um, we did Everybody a- should send uh, Daniel from One's Podcast a uh, Starbucks gift card, though. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, we uh, did a Google Hangout with, well, what, like eight other Once Upon a Time podcasters? We're like five or six. Yeah, something like that. You're not a math guy. It's yeah, okay. yeah. This you isn't about math. This, this isn't is about, about wor- math. This is about words. <laughs> Once no. upon a time, words. But uh, it, it was a lot of fun. We 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 had a blast uh, talking with everyone about theories and about how I was right last time because he didn't like to say that seven times yeah but what you were saying about uh daniel and the starbucks gift cards daniel the host of the once podcast once at once podcast um he uh said that if a certain character wasn't revealed as a certain fairy tale character was revealed or was revealed as a certain uh other fairy character. tale character that he would be drinking coffee and, and he hates coffee based on this week's episode i, th- I think i think he better get I-, I suggest a dark roast uh <laughs> maybe a little cream or bailey's if that's your thing but i hope you enjoy that coffee daniel but uh, why don't we go ahead and talk about this week all right episode. let's talk about this week's episode and we meet snow's mom she doesn't survive rumple gets stabbed when hook's hook arrives bay's stealing his ship as the dagger deals dread in this week's episode the queen is dead, dead. yes uh this way this was a pretty good episode this was overall. a really good episode we got really we got good. to uh meet some important characters in and snow's say early goodbye life to them as well yes yes but uh <laughs> hello Goodbye. <laughs> Alvida's in good night. Yeah, I can't pronounce that. <laughs> anyway, one of the, those new characters we got to meet was uh, Johanna. Uh, uh, Mrs. Padmore, yeah, for those of Downton Abbey. Yeah, I've love. never watched the Downton Abbey, so I didn't really have, have the, the association. But uh, I, I, my big revelation during my second watching tonight of this episode is that 
Johanna, although she comes off as a very sympathetic character and you feel very bad for everyone involved when she dies at the end. I think she was in on the whole plot with Cora. I think Cora was using her. I have evidence here that I'm going to pull out of my evidence file. All right, let's hear the concerning evidence this file. theory. Okay. So, I think it's true. That's point one. It was the worst evidence ever. Okay, point two. Thrown out of turn. No. It really is true. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. So, um, who told Yun Snow about the Blue Fairy, who was actually Cora? Oh. Johanna. Who... That she's not even supposed to know about it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, I'll buy that one. Who took snow out on her horse the day that regina saved her as we found out in a flashback in this episode they were all out they were traveling they were all out but she was with johanna she was with johanna talking to johanna uh who was snow looking for when she stumbled coincidentally upon cora and regina in the woods well she was already with johanna but yeah she was looking for johanna who was used as a bargaining chip when they had the big confrontation about the dagger in the clock tower? Johanna. And who had a shocked and shamed look on her face when it was revealed that Cora was the one who killed Snow's mom? Johanna. Johanna was in on the whole thing. That's my theory. What do you think? I like it, actually. You like it? I do. Can you see any weaknesses in it? Because I don't, I, I I was trying to poke holes in it, no, and really it seems don't. really solid. It does seem really solid. Which, if that true, leads if that to true. Very. I, very I said good, uh, uh, English. <laughs> I said if it, sorry if that is true, uh, is is uh, Johanna really dead? Oh no even? way! If she was in on it, she's not dead. Yeah, if she was in on it, it was it was all a ruse anyway. Right. But that's my theory. I want I want to hear everyone out there's thoughts on this because I I, th- I think it was one of those seen through the matrix kind of breaks <laughs> with the show. So I want to get people's opinions on it. I, and I also left my phone on. I apologize for that. Um, <laughs> and it was actually Nani, I think, sending us. Uh, oh, the, was it Nani? I said, oh, was oh, it? Oh, yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. I think she's cool. sending us preview clips. Awesome. But yeah, uh, we, you can write us uh, greetings from storybrook at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. And you can also you know, leave comments on the website. We'll give you all that information at the end of the show. We're just going to well. make you listen to the whole thing to get all the contact info. <laughs> so, okay. So, Johanna in on it. I see it. I totally mm-hmm. see it. Now, the flowers. I was really kind of obsessed with the white flowers. Mm-hmm. Like really obsessed with it. Well, they were all over the place. In they this were, and like, it didn't phase me as much the first time until like towards the end. I'm like, okay, these flowers are everywhere. They're obviously super mm-hmm. important. And then the second time, like in my notes, I'm just like, there's points where I just write flowers. <laughs> what are these? <laughs> um, so I did a little research. Mm-hmm. Um, the white flowers, they're. First of all, they were on the back of the birthday card, Johanna's little garden, Ava's funeral. I have this vision of Hook having one, but it wasn't in this episode. So maybe it was the last episode and it's like sticking with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are called snowdrops. Snowdrops. Appropriate. Snowdrops. 
And, you know, we did get a little backstory on the flowers. We just never got the name. Mm-hmm. But they can withstand the toughest winters, which is – and um, Snow was born in the middle of the toughest winter. Hence, her mother named her Snow. Um, you'd, think it, you'd think it would be from all the snow everywhere. But no, it was the flower. It was from the flower surviving yeah. the snow, which I think is really, you know, something beautiful coming out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did – did a little bit of research and um, let's see. They um, are typically associated with Tinkerbell. Interesting. Yeah, how, how so? Um, the shape. The mm. shape is usually the um, like her skirt, and also okay. with Peter Pan, like the style of their clothes is very similarly shaped. Mm-hmm. to um, their co- the hem of the costume, how it's like a zigzag. Yeah. That's sort of how the petals fall. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so interesting. I thought that was pretty interesting, seeing as how we do have a lot of Peter Pan-esque action going on right now. Uh, speaking of, um, yeah. when, when Hook comes in and attacks Rumpel with the poison Hook, uh, one... Bay uh, or Neil Cassidy recognizes Hook and doesn't seem at all phased, which yeah. is the best part. Oh, he's like, oh, it's Hook. Uh, Hook. Surprise, surprise. And uh, then when they get in and they realize that they have to take Hook's ship back, we find out that, uh, oh, uh, Bay has. Uh, they can drive a pirate ship. Yeah, he can drive a pirate ship. And uh, he also mentions that uh, our land was not the first land he went to. So I think. That, I, I think that's pretty much Peter Pan confirmed. I think it's Peter Pan confirmed. Yeah, I, th- I think that's he basically... He all but did like a Lost Boy dance. Mm-hmm. See, that's the only thing is it was so obvious. I think I think the only other option is that he's a Lost Boy and another character was actually Peter Pan. And that they, they, they made it seem that obvious. So that would be a swerve in who the character who is Peter Pan, who, who it actually is. Would be a big, big surprise reveal because, but I, I, I might be giving I th- them too I, much credit. I, I think this for this. Let's think of some of the obvious knock you over the head things, i.e., the typewriter that we've had <laughs> recently. Yeah, that wasn't very subtle. No, not even remotely. But that's why I kind mm-hmm. of think he's Peter Pan, and I'm still set on August being a lost boy. Yeah. Yeah, me too. So I don't know why he didn't pull something from that, mm-hmm. but then maybe that would have given too much away too well, soon. I mean, like I said, you know, it seemed pretty much that they were pointing to that conclusion, and that's the conclusion I hope that thread comes to because you know I've been, I've been saying that since last half season. Yeah, you really. He would he would be Peter Pan and Bay, uh, but we'll see. I guess. Okay. Um. Okay, so Cora planted that map. Let's see, this is going sort of with your Johanna thing. Mm-hmm. She definitely, her and Cora were like behind this entire situation. Like, I honestly, um, because the map in the library mm-hmm. led to nowhere, basically. Yeah, yeah. It like, well, it led to right, at, right outside of uh, Johanna's. House. Yeah, it led right to outside. And oh, how, who told Regina to go look in Belle's bag mm-hmm. for a location? Guarantee it was Cora. And also, come to think of it, that whole tiara that Johanna gives Snow for her birthday, she said she got it from Mr. Gold's shop. I was wondering how the heck she got that out of Mr. Gold's shop. Because you very rarely see Mr. Gold actually sell anything outside of his shop unless it's part of some sort of deal. Right. And I feel like 
uh, he'd have had to have been in on it too mm-hmm. if he's selling that. Yeah, and I mean, Cora's been in there a couple times. She was in there when they were making, you know, out. they made out. And more uh, about that later. Then didn't they break in there to look for the dagger? Probably before they went looking for the map. I think they did. I could sure. be wrong. I'm probably wrong. But <laughs> sixteen emails st- about how you're wrong coming out. <laughs> but I I still have one data point. <laughs> right. Well, the thing is, I th- I mean, it was all just to get them to call Rumple and find out where it was mm-hmm. for them to protect it. They were. It was sort of a "we're watching you, you watch us, watching you" kind of deal. Yeah, I. You know, I I think even if I am wrong on Johanna, which I don't think I am, I think think Snow stumbling across them was no accident and that it was definitely part of Cora's plan. It was completely planted. Also, who let Regina go digging in anything in that outfit? (laughs) That skirt was all the way up her. (laughs) And she's digging around in the winter in the woods. I, I just love that it didn't occur to either of them to use the very powerful magic that they wield to dig the hole. Like, yeah. come on now. Like, you can apparate, appreciate. I don't know. I don't you Levitate. D- disappear. Conjugate. Reappear. Conjugate. Yes, we're conjugating <laughs> verbs now. Conjugating uh, the earth. The but, meat shall conjugate the earth. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those nights, ladies and gentlemen. It's one of those nights. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, that was the worst digging outfit. But, I mean, obviously... See, my point is moot now that we've already talked about it. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was all – it's all a plot. Yeah. It's yeah. all a plot. It, it's just a matter of how far it reaches. How far it's intertwined. Mm-hmm. But – and I mean we like I, I think uh, those kind of questionings opening up are doing no small part to the fact that this episode kind of – answered a lot of those questions people were having uh as far as uh you know it, what cora was involved with it it definitely showed that she had 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 some things in the works outside of what we already knew but i mean so, Cora's, so now it, it thinks if we didn't know that like cora was responsible for snow's death what else don't snow's we know death. or snow's mom's death she wants uh, to be responsible <laughs> for snow's death yeah i don't think so she's using snow She's definitely using snow, but mm-hmm. that's going to be yeah, – we'll talk about that. Yeah, it will be interesting. But uh, another big reveal in this episode is uh, that Bay, uh, Neil Cassidy, has a fiancé. Tamara, which we've kn- known a character called Tamara was coming. Mm-hmm. Tia just... and Tamara from Sister, Sister. That was an ABC show too. Maybe they're doing a crossover. Not in the slightest. Okay. Not Okay, continue slightest. with what you're saying. It was your point. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, you know, if nothing else, that definitely that explains why he didn't rush to Storybrooke when he got the postcard, the greetings from Storybrooke postcard. But he didn't. That, uh, by the way, we didn't mention this features in our new album art. Yes. That uh, here, uh, talk about talk about uh, Bay for a second. I, I need to get the artist okay name so I we can give him credit. Um. <laughs> But see, I don't think he'd have rushed to straight to Storybrooke anyway, even if she wasn't there, because when they show up, he has no interest in going to Storybrooke because that's magic. That's the life he left or was shoved away from. Mm-hmm. So he sort of has shunned it for many a moon. Yeah, but my thinking was when – pretty website. <laughs> Love that new couple. Uh, album art. Album art, yeah. yeah it's, it's really nice. I mean, I'm getting the artist's name here. One second. It's a tribute design on DeviantArt. He had he had this uh, the artwork for the postcard 
as part of this weird, crazy, cool movie poster. And I saw it and I, I went ahead and got a hold of him. And I asked him if, if, you know, we could, if he had that, just the postcard mm-hmm. available a, that we could incorporate into our album art. And uh, he wrote me back and was like, yeah, that'd be awesome. So thank you. Yes. It's definitely. awesome. Like that's, I like that better than our old album. Yeah. I guess, I guess his, uh, his <laughs> proper name is Emil. So yeah, but it's tribute. It's uh, tributedesign.deviantart.com, and uh, we want to thank him uh, a lot for that. Uh, but back to the show. Back to the show. Back to sorry. <laughs> Sidebar over. Yes, but it, like my 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 big. Did I say this? My big concern was that that you'd think if it was the love of his life when he got that postcard, and this was after Tallahassee, and we found out that they were romantically linked. Right. You know, if he got that postcard and the love of his life was there and he knew he could, he could go get her because that was the only reason the curse would be broken. Right. That you would rush right out to get it. And like, I remember a few episodes after that being like, okay, well, where is he? <laughs> Everybody was like, where yeah. is he? <laughs> yeah, um, you'd think you'd be making a beeline there. So, uh, you, I you don't know, know about Bay and Tamara's relationship, though. Wait, they seemed they seemed nice, friendly enough, and everything. Yeah, there's yeah. a difference between friendly enough. And they're and I engaged, so obviously they've been together a couple of years at least. Not necessarily. Not not necessarily. <laughs> things can, things can move fast, especially in New York City. But I I mean I I I'm taking it right now at face value that Bay's off the table as far as a love interest for Emma. So who does that leave left for Emma to? You're a court. crook, Captain Hook. <laughs> <laughs> that is my first inclination That's as well. That's a lot of people's it, first inclination. And, you, you know, if nothing else, if if Bay, uh, Neil Cassidy, is Peter Pan, That's gonna be that would awesome be a situation. great way to get under his skin and potentially break up his happy relationship. That right. Formed. That'll and, be even weirder because, you know, the whole Hook and Rumple and now... Rumples Henry's grandpa, who's trying to kill it. I don't know. Step grandmother. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Because Emma would be Henry's step grandmother. Uh, Although I don't know if Hook and uh, Mila were ever married. Yeah. Well, they were pirate married. Yeah, they were pirate married. So whatever that means. It's like a you know, what's that? Blood brothers (laughs) (laughs) kind of thing. No, but uh, yeah, so it has to be Hook or I, I would venture to say the more likely candidate would be August. Much more likely. It, well, because August, August is on the side of the angels, plus him and Neil have an ongoing relationship, obviously. Positive relationship. So, as uh, opposed to him and Hook. So it wouldn't be a point of contention, uh, her dating him. It would be, I, I think Neil would sign off on it with his blessing or whatever blessing he feels he should give not that he needs right to. no he doesn't have to do but i mean you know he's the father of her kid and stuff so they have to maintain a healthy relationship they have to co-parent properly exactly well, then exactly. they do show some very good signs of co-parenting i'm impressed mm-hmm. but for now anyway uh neil cassidy is off the is. table yeah. i know and you know what the thing is like his apartment didn't show any sign whatsoever i think like of a woman being around well maybe they hang out at her place probably nicer (laughs) the only thing like i don't know the dream catcher is what would be the only like weird like what if she's like a weird dream catcher person too just like emma i don't know about that i i think it was probably kept around specifically as a reminder of emma possibly because i mean you know 
You, you fall in love with someone, but you still think fondly about you know pe- yeah people you've dated in the past True and stuff. Story. You might if there's like a happy memento around, you want to keep that around. Obviously, not like the dear John letter, yeah, <laughs> or anything, no. or the dear Emma letter, so. the dear Emma Carr. Oh, vroom vroom. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, completely unrelated. Okay, so Snow was a complete and total brat. Hmm. Especially at first. Like, complete... Ew, get that out. Servants don't wear crowns. Mm-hmm. What the what? But I th- I think, if nothing else, uh, we see that the second she was a brat, even though she came back from it, her mother started dying. I think that might have had an effect on her. It did have an effect on her, and I really want to go to a spoiler at this part. Can I... Because uh, I know, I will just... I'm going to put a pin in this. Can we discuss this after we watch the preview? Sure. Okay. Can you remind me that I've put a pin in this? No. Okay. Because I have no memory whatsoever. No. Wait, 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 where are we? What are we doing? <laughs> what is Who this? Am I? What is this glowing box in front of me? <laughs> okay. Well, somebody remind me. Okay. Next. Your point. <laughs> My point. Um, yeah. I, well, I back to your point first. Half a second. Okay. I think we have seen some of these traits in Snow specifically when that whole thing happened where she didn't have love in her heart anymore and she was beating up birds with brooms and <laughs> all that, that stuff. I, I think I, so. I think I think we were seeing little Snow prior to her mother's chiding coming out. Well, we also see that at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she yeah. makes the state, which we'll we'll talk about more. I can't make the statement. Okay, no. Oh, yeah. no. I see that. I can't. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't read ahead today. It's fine. It's okay. I was talking to the people, not to you. Okay, so as the Blue Fairy, uh, does Cora have something that Rumple has always wanted and always gone after and never been able to get the power over death? Because that candle, I, I mean, it could have been in the presentation, too, because she presented it as... You shouldn't be able to stop this, but there is this one way. I took the shouldn't be able to stop this as the standard. We have power over everything with magic except for death. Uh, But so do do you think the candle is a means to beat death and that Korra has that? Maybe. 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 (laughs) Yeah, that's about where I landed with it, too. Um, A solid maybe. A solid maybe because, I mean, you can't have unlimited power over death. Even if you have power over death, there has to be some sort of limits to it. Yeah. Like, I just can't imagine. But that's also something I could see Korra holding on to to hold over Rumple at an opportune time. In about two weeks, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) Possibly. She taught herself to have power over death because from what we know, mm-hmm. he taught her everything. Well, where, where does it No, Cause, uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause, uh, it, it, it would have been before she got sent to wonderland because she didn't get sent to wonderland until after Regina was about to become queen. Yeah. So, yeah, there's definitely, yeah. So she didn't have time to, but, uh, then again, I guess we'll see, we'll find out, uh, Find out a bit more about Cora's magical timeline. Yeah, a little bit in, in next week's episode. It's the Miller's daughter, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Yeah, We've been it, waiting for this one. It's the Cora origin story. It's about time for the Cora origin story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so we'll see. We'll I see. Guess. Okay. Um, so, Hook, I know that you're driving the fastest vessel in all of the <laughs> realms. 
How did it take you 2.5 seconds to get from stabbing or hitting Charming, stealing your hook back, getting on your ship, getting to New York, and getting to the exact apartment Mm -hmm. where they all were? And how did you know these things? It took Rumple how long Mm -hmm. to figure this all out? And he just went, got it. it, As far as him or Hook finding finding the apartment – I figure either Bay is Peter Pan and he ha- Hook has some way to track Peter Pan. That would be See, I like that. That makes yeah. sense. Either that or Rumple found out where he was by using a magical implement that Cora gave him, so maybe maybe Hook was just privy to that information as a matter matter of course, you know. Maybe they went back in and got the artifact and looked at it. It could have happened off screen, who knows. But still, he was so quick about it. And... I, yeah, I, I do think, you know, even with it being enchanted wood and everything, magic's not supposed to work outside of exactly. storybook. So as soon as he got out of the radius of the town, maybe because he never crossed across that town line and he just stayed There's out There's still in the a water, town line in the ocean. Because he, do, he doesn't need ma- magic once he steps on shore. Right, but he still has to protect, like, the... The sh- you can't just see a pirate ship in New York City. Well, what I mean, I, what I'm York, saying is because he never crossed that line, maybe, line. As lo- maybe as long as something magical stays in the water and isn't on, locked onto land, maybe maybe retains its magic. Maybe once Rumpel steps onto the pirate ship, he'll have his magic back and it'll be no issue. And there'll be a big knockdown drag out fight on the way back to Storybrooke. Also, the poison. What, that's got to be some sort of magic. Uh, probably not, because I mean, Rumpel no, doesn't. No, because he had an enchanted hook. But he, but Rumpel, Rumpel doesn't have any magic right now. So any standard poison, it like the cure requires magic because it's it a was powerful. A cur- it was like a curse it, poison. I I don't think they said curse. They curse ever said curse that were right. I think he said it was a very strong p- poison of Hook's own design that I would need magic to cure something like that. I could be remembering it slightly wrong. But I, I think it's just a matter of it was regular poison, but because Rumpel is human, 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 that that it's going to kill him and he can't create a cure because he doesn't have magic, which is why they need to get back to Storybrooke. Okay. Okay. It's still quick. Anyway. Well, so, yeah, it was still, still very quick. quick. We, so need, we need an explanation. I'm going to need like a two-minute explanation here. I'm sure we'll get that when Hook gets out of the closet. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> so uh, this episode, um, we, we've been talking around about how it's basically Cora's machinations churning and coming to fruition in a couple of cases. But I think maybe the turn that Snow takes at the end where she says that she will kill Cora because making the right decision has always cost more lives than it right. was worth. I, th- I think getting Snow to that place was is part point. of Cora's plan because I, th- I, I think she's trying to set Regina up as, you know, to help her and everything. So in order to do that, she needs to make Snow and Charming and all of Regina's enemies look bad in the eyes of Henry and the town. That's true. So when Cora kills them, it looks like she's done them a service. And then, you know, they rise right back up into that position of power. Okay. I I, I have nothing to... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, so agreeable. Yeah, very agreeable on that point because it makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just... Like, when she said, I'm going to kill Cora, I'm mm-hmm. like, 
Okay. And I, I, I mean, in the flashback, yeah, you do hear Cora say that as her ultimate act of revenge on Eva, mm-hmm. that she is going to turn Snow Snow's heart dark. Dark. So there's definitely an element of so that the, in it. Like she says, that candle will not be her last test. Yeah, yeah. But I, 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 you know, I think there's definitely an element of that. But I think Cora's doing that while at the same time advancing her current agenda. Right. So. So, Regina didn't seem to enjoy the whole finding out how Ava died and rescuing Snow and how Cora was all behind that. Yeah. She, like, you could tell she almost didn't want to keep going with the plan after all that was revealed. But she did because she's mm-hmm. an obedient daughter sometimes and she's not pushing her mom through a mirror. But- See, and that, that, that last scene in Regina's house, like, I was having a hard time telling if she was just clarifying that she had understood everything correctly and kind of formulating a plan to take care of Cora after they had accomplished I, yeah. their primary goal. Yeah. Or if she was just like, oh, I wish you had told me, but oh, well. <laughs> no, no, it was not that. Well, I, th- I think that's what she was trying to play it off as, but you could definitely see yeah. see something churning behind the, those eyes. There was definitely some churning. Um, and I, do- I don't think it was like, I don't think all of her anger about it was because of her stable boy. Mm-hmm. I think it was just, you went to such lengths. What the heck was wrong with you? Yeah, well, I mean, at that moment, she realizes that pretty much every moment of her her young adult through adult life has been manipulated by this woman and shaped by this woman. Right. Even, even to a bigger degree than she ever suspected. Right. Because I mean, until this point, she had basically uh, thought of her mother as someone who practiced a lot of magic, who had killed her boyfriend so she could marry the king. Now she finds out that she, it's someone who committed a regicide who killed the queen of the land. Right. Uh, to make to make her queen, and that you know, just that someone's been pulling the strings on her life to a degree that she had no idea about for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting to see how everything plays out with them <sighs> now that they have the dagger. Yeah, like in a lot of ways, you could, especially with some stuff that happened over the weekend. Uh, as far as uh, spoilers being revealed and stuff, so you, many you can definitely see the shape of the way that the season's going to go from here on out, except for the true nature of their relationship. That's yeah. that's the biggest X factor as far as yeah, building like, towards the finale. About it. Yeah. So we shall see. Now, I, I really felt bad for Rumple because, you know, Emma gives him this stirring speech. You got to finally learn how to trust people. You know, you know Rumpelstiltskin, and then the second he does, and he tells them where the dagger is, it turns out that yeah, he he fed right into his enemy's hands. But how was he supposed to know? Mm-hmm. Well, oh, he knew. He well, knew. I, Emma just talked him out of it. That's true. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm sure that won't go unnoticed. New no. Emma's probably on his uh his his naughty list at the moment. Yes. I would imagine her and Henry. Who Rumpel mm-hmm. kind of scared me with his discussion with Henry there. Yeah, I don't. I didn't write this down, but um, basically, you just threatened an eleven-year-old. <laughs> just get out of my way. Well, we know we know he had been planning on killing Henry right. uh, based on the flashback in last episode. But but he, but that was before he knew him. Like he, he actually knew that it does, was his grandson. I think he actually does like Henry. 
Yeah, yeah, but if Henry's going to get in his way, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll but, see. We'll, yeah, what's that going to do with his relationship with Bay if he kills mm-hmm. his son? Uh, you know, speaking of Bay, I think no he good w- I, I think he was he showed that he could turn towards forgiving Rumpel in this episode. Well, he's yeah. Because because you know, he's he says uh it's one thing to, you know, reject the or something like reject the idea of your dad, but it's another thing to watch him die in front of you. Right. Yeah. Like he, because you could he, you could hear it in his voice. Oh, Papa! Like he wasn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. He, he was concerned. Yeah, he was genuinely concerned because I mean, it's still his dad. Yeah. So, there, so even I mean, even if they don't have a good relationship, mm-hmm. you still have some shred of concern over their like humanity. Yeah, and, and that that was definitely the first moment i've had like a shred of hope that they could ever reconnect after you know they connected initially last episode right anyway okay and now for my extremely shiny fluffy point this was pointed out to (laughs) me for my friend kirsten Mm -hmm. please mother superior you're our only hope (laughs) Thank you, ABC, for our Star Wars reference. This has been your weekly Star Wars reference on Once Upon a Time. Yep, that's bad. <laughs> that's all I have for that. But overall, I, I, a pretty pretty darn good episode. Okay, so out of a baker's dozen <laughs> death candles. <laughs> Baker's Dozen of Death Candles. What would you give this episode? Uh, Baker's Dozen is what, 14? 13. 13? You're not a baker. No, not at all. <laughs> um, Man, I really like this one. I'm going to go for 12 out of 13. 12 Baker's out of 13? Dozen Death Candles. What happened to that last death candle? It was glazed. <laughs> it was sprinkles. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's always room for improvement. Fair enough. Fair Just like, enough. you know, self-evaluation. You mm-hmm. never give yourself a 10 unless the scale's out of 11. Well, I, I you, think I'm... You got? I, I, Are you going I, 13 out of 13? I, I was going to say I'm about to be the exception that proves the rule. I don't what? know what that means. That no, I give it a 13 out of 13. I thought it was an awesome episode. I thought... I thought Manhattan was the pinnacle of what the show had to offer. No, nope, this definitely was this better. This bumped it up a notch. This was even better than – and Manhattan was pretty good. Yeah, this had some powerful reveals, some powerful character-changing moments, mm-hmm. and freaking The Handmaid did it. That's what I say. Wow. She, she was in you league with really Cora the whole time. You were really determined about this whole Johanna being behind everything. Like I said, I saw through the Matrix. And I've been thinking... When did you become Rumple with seer powers? <laughs> well, <laughs> the thing is, this this theory has been consuming me since it occurred to me during my second watch through the episode. <laughs> so much so that I've been thinking about starting up a website that is anti-Johanna. Johanna did it. The real story. It's going to be an expose website. <laughs> I, I'm going to do it. Uh, it's going to be red text on a black background, and it's just going to it's going to be in like a courier font, and it's just going to be 
hundreds of thousands of words detailing this theory, detailing the timeline of Johanna in relation to Cora. He could do it later. And pulling together all my evidence. And there'll be, you know, there'll be video presentations and pictures and stuff too. The only problem is I don't have anywhere to put the website for people to look at it. Have you checked into GoDaddy? What is GoDaddy? <laughs> Not GoDaddy. GoDaddy. Oh, GoDaddy. 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 Yes, they do web hosting. And that would be a really good spot for your website. They, they do web hosting? They do web hosting. Yes. So uh, I, I, I can go to GoDaddy.com and I, I can I can set up my uh, my website, yes. JohannaDidIt.org. Oh, dot org. Yeah, it's a, we're going to be a nonprofit. I'm <laughs> ge- I'm doing the paperwork right now as oh, we're recording as we the record. episode. But uh, so, but the thing is, hosting plans can be really expensive. Are, are there any? I can save discount? you. 10, I can save you ten percent. Ten percent. Ten percent. Let's say. Tell me more. Tell you more. When you go to check out, enter the promo code pod thirteen. Pod thirteen. It, it, that's yes, sh- that's P O D thirteen. Yes, sir. Pod thirteen, and you'll get ten percent off your web hosting. Ten percent off my web hosting. But uh, you know, I have I haven't actually picked up the domain yet. We, what if I want to get a domain too? Is there is there a code where I could get say ten percent off my domain and my hosting if I bought them together? Off your entire purchase, I can save you ten percent too. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Blue, Tell me more. Blue 13. Blue 13. B-L-U 13. B-L-U 13. Yes, sir. So no E in there. It's no B-L-U 13. E. It is 13. not like the Blue Fairy. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to be setting up this website very, very soon. I, like, I look forward to seeing it. Can you please link it in our show notes? I, I will. Okay. I, I, I'm not going to make the website. <laughs> but we do want to thank GoDaddy. Uh, <laughs> thank for you, GoDaddy, the... for sponsoring our insanity. Yes, definitely. And like, like we said, if you want 10% off of your purchase, BLU13 at checkout. And if you want 10% off web hosting, it's POD13 at checkout. And any uh, purchases you make on GoDaddy with those codes will help bring you our wonderful, wonderful podcast. Now... On to the news. News. Okay, we're getting better at that. Yes, we are. Okay, so weekly ratings report. It did come in. You know what? I didn't actually look at this. I should have. No, but we fail. We we had a two point two share, which isn't great, but it isn't the worst number we've seen this season. What was it like? One point nine a couple weeks ago. One point eight. And uh, but it did really good. What was it? The second for the night? Yeah, I believe it came in second for its time slot for the night. Which which is good. It, it's on an upswing now that we're done with all the. Well, breaks, having four episodes hopefully. in a row is really going to help us. Yes. It's, it, it's, so it's, so it's officially four four episodes. It, it's in a row. the month of March. Counting this one, so yes. And then there's another break. Hold on, I'm, I'm looking. <laughs> I'm researching. You know, we we spent half of the last news we section did. looking to see if there was going to be a hiatus. Uh, let's hiatus? Hiatus. My hiatus is acting up. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> let's live in the now. On to the next story. Okay. So, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry he got me on that one. This week, um, uh, Horowitz did a couple of tweet question answer moments that, that's a for those who don't know that's the head writer isn't it or one show of the head writer, show dude. runner yeah yeah show writer dude 
So um, I just sort of went through. I skimmed them. I grabbed a couple. Um, this is the one that highly entertains me most. Mm-hmm. Once it wants to load so I can read it. Okay. Question. Did Blue as in Blue Fairy, have her memories during the cursed years. What were the final plans of the fairies before the curse hit? Now, keep in mind, he doesn't answer anything fully. None of them ever do. Uh, No, she didn't have her memories during the curse. Apparently, we don't get to know the final preparations. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I think that answers uh, something we were talking about uh, last week, during, ago. no, I think during the uh, the round table we were talking about the blue fairy a little bit and what she knew and when she knew and if her and August were conspiring right there. So I guess, I guess not. So I, I wonder not. what her and August were talking about if she wasn't she, if she didn't have her blue fairy mojo yet. I have no idea. Interesting. We're going to need that zoomed in. <laughs> Get a little bit of a kind of flashback. Um, I'll read the other ones that I saved too, since they're they're short. It's a tweet. They're cool. Mm-hmm. Um, when will Belle get her memory back? Um, all they yell is spoiler. Um, love spoilers, but not too much of them. When do we get to see more August this season? Um, that's that's pretty much. It. Yes. Then I have lots of people. Oh, well, oh no, lies, lies and deceptions. One more. Sorry. Okay. Um. Okay. Basically, there was a lot of people asking about um, the legalities of the adoption. Mm. How that how that all sort of out. shenanigans like was there paperwork mm-hmm. and all that and the responses it's legal in storybook storybook she went through the process but that's a story for later. Interesting. That's we- that's a fairly direct type of answer mm. from him because these are usually very um <laughs> very big. they they did though and uh moving on to the next story yes. uh, they they did reveal some other key uh plot points and spoilers at the paley fest uh panel that uh, it was a couple of the writers and snow and emma and charming and rumple and hook and bell i and they, they did this big panel and they, they threw out a couple spoilers. So if you don't want to be spoiled about the next couple episodes, actually go ahead and skip ahead about four or five minutes uh, when we get into the listener feedback because this story and the next story have a lot of spoilers. We'll give you a three countdown. Three, three two, two, one. It's your fault. Okay. <laughs> that <laughs> so, was horrible. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> no, but they re- revealed a lot of stuff. Uh, first of all, titles for the two-part season finale – and this ties into our Bay Theory a little bit. Um, the first the first episode of the season finale will be called Second Star to the Right. And the second episode will be called Straight On Till Morning. Yeah. I'm like – you. I think you texted those to me at work and I like, – Yeah. I may have squealed a little while at work <laughs> and I work retail so that doesn't go over well. So – so I think I think I think we'll be definitely going to Neverland uh, in in the final two episodes. So pumped! Yes, perhaps that will be where they're headed when mm-hmm. the, the split happens in the middle of town. If, if I if I were if, if you're a betting man, if I were a betting man, if I were a betting man, I would bet that second star to the right tells us how Bay got to Neverland and what happened while he was there, and then straight on till morning. People go. Yeah. 
So we will see. Uh, now, uh, something else they revealed is that Gus Gus, our favorite minor character who only lasted one episode, is set to return this Gus, season. Gus, 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 Not as Gus Gus, they said, although it will, they didn't say that directly, but they said he would be returning as uh, Billy the Mechanic. Whatever, he's still Gus Gus. Yeah, so... I don't expect him to come back squeaking like a mouse. And if, if again, if I were a betting man... I would guess that he would be returning in uh, the uh, another episode. I well, I think they've talked about it a little before, but they went into detail on it uh, that they're going to be doing called "Welcome to Storybrook," which is the first week of the curse. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, because you never really think about how did this all start. Like, did they have like a memory mm-hmm. or what? Or was it like they just got transported to this town and it took a while to kick in? Yeah, like, it, I it, mean, who just says, okay, I'm going to be a teacher today? Like, yeah, but that that's uh, that's something that we'll be seeing this season as well in Welcome to Storybrook, which is pretty cool. They also said, based on the rumors from last week, that they won't be ca- recasting the Mad Hatter. Yay! And that they're willing to hold back on the character until he's available to do it. Which could be next season because mm-hmm. right now, yeah, he's doing a pilot but- – the I think the bigger problem is mm-hmm. that he's doing like a Broadway show, yeah. and those kind of take over your life. But to do an episode, all all he really needs is a free week or two. Because I well, television, you don't get more than a week or two, especially network television. Yeah, like Walking Dead doesn't take more than a week, and those are many movies, right? Basically, so uh, it, it, and uh, finally they said that Bell's uh, Storybrook memory, her cursed memory, will be coming back. It, it, and she'll be coming back as a, her storybook persona is a character called Racy Lacey, and that the name is very indicative of the type of person she is. No, she's Racy it... and Lacey. Please. There's no, there's no significance to the Lacey. You sure. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, we'll get to see her crazy self. Crazy cuckoo banana. But it's that's good. like that's the weird thing. Like her whole storybook life was in a cell. Well, what what they what they were saying is that if you remember when Charming was in a coma for many many years, when he first came out of it, he really didn't remember a lot about his or he wasn't his storybook self and he wasn't his fairy tale land self. He was just kind of confused, right? And out there, and then eventually his storybook memory came back, and that's what's going to happen to Belle. She's just going to uh, pop back into that girl that was in the bottom floor of the hospital for 30 years. 26 years. years. <laughs> 26 years. Something like that, yeah. So a lot of uh, really good stuff revealed there. As always, we'll have that link and all these other links in our show notes at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. So if you want to watch it, it's like an hour and a half. It's really good. We have a YouTube link for you. And uh, finally, we have some preview clips from The Miller's Daughter and some pictures. 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 I like pictures. We're going to be in pictures. I like the videos really. <laughs> yeah. The major video- spoilers. Major, major spoilers. We get to see the first glimpse of Cora and Eva meeting in, in one of them. And we also get to see our first glimpse of Rose McGowan as young Cora. Dear Rose McGowan, lay off the plastic surgery. Yeah, you she, don't even look like yourself anymore. Mm-hmm. It works for the character because you do look like Cora. <laughs> but stop, please. Yeah, she she's uh she's not quite Jawbreaker anymore. No, well, I don't know what her character's name was in that movie, but I'll just Nobody assume does. it was Jawbreaker. 
this this is not Marilyn mm-hmm. Manson's girlfriend anymore. Yeah, and uh, in the second clip, uh, we see her making out with Rumple, uh-huh. Rose McGowan making out with Rumple, and there's some sort of arranged marriage that Rumple is using to his advantage, and he's using Cora for it. It's a little unclear. It's a little uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, because they make out you know, a lot. You know, it wasn't it wasn't great when they made out in the shop. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, they were like making out, but yeah, it was just a little peck. This, but in this, this it's it, but, there's a little more than that, and it's really yeah. Cool. I mean, and it's Rumpel's Rumpel. more friendly with young Cora than he's ever been with Bella. I think. Possibly, yes. Yeah, which that opens up a whole other world of crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they have they have a lot of uh, pictures available here too, along with the the uh, clips. But they're all pretty much from the scenes that are in the clips, except you see a few see- shots of uh, modern-day Cora and okay. Regina and Neil and everyone else fighting. Uh, I think uh, Emma has a knife to Regina's throat at one point, Ooh, which is fun. So, uh, um, yeah. what, can, I, can I pull one thing from that? Um, you don't need to reopen it. Surely. Um, so Ava, in what we see – and again, spoilers – she was a bit of a brat like Snow was. Mm-hmm. So obviously something is going to happen that sort of switches her to realizing you need she'll to learn. She'll learn a very important lesson. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That good always conquers over evil. <laughs> and that you should be cool or else your subjects will be all like, what? Yeah. See, basically, Ava messed up by tripping Cora. Yeah, that's mm. – yeah. I was like, that wasn't this week. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so yeah, there you go. And done. Excellent. Okay. So now on to uh, listener questions. Uh, before we begin, I'll go ahead and give you all that contact information contact we promised information. you. Yes. And we know you've been listening the entire episode just for the contact information. <laughs> you can email us at greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. You can tweet us at gfstorybrook. And we have a Facebook, Google+, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You can get all those links at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. And we will give you a prize, which is a, a copy of our notes from this episode. Okay. We will send it to you in the mail if you leave us a voicemail this week. <laughs> the The voicemail number is 424-274-2352. And I'm serious. I'm going to Leave get, a callback number. Yeah. Or an email. Yeah. So we can get a hold of you to get your address and everything. But uh, we, I will take Anne-Marie's notes from her as soon as we're done recording this episode. And there episode. was like seven – like I basically wrote another script. And I'll put them in an envelope and whoever leaves us the voicemail first Wins. gets our notes and we'll sign them or something. I don't know. Because that's worth a lot. <laughs> we'll, we'll throw some arts and crafts in there too. I don't know. We have but a bunch of anyway, uh, our first letter is from when you want to go ahead and read sure. it. Sure. Hi, Bill and Anne-Marie. This was one of those episodes where my dislike of certain character turns more – turns more ferocity to a dislike of how they are written. The scenes last night reminded me of the vignettes of a poorly run role-playing game where the party is split and the game master is too distracted to keep up with the logic of their actions. Jeez. On to the haterade. <laughs> On to the haterade. I was going to say, that begun. wasn't the haterade, Gwen. Um, oh, Queen Ava, focus less on being good and go shopping. You shouldn't have to live, linger, and die in the same outfit. She does not <laughs> linger in the same outfit, BT dub. I, when I watched it the second time after reading, <laughs> she had like a white outfit as opposed to the red sparkles. And those red sparkles were fabulous. But she was still wearing the, the royal bling. 
Maybe that's where one got confused. Maybe, maybe. Um, without ever removing her shoes. Okay, see, that, that I'll give you. She <laughs> totally should have taken those off. Um, oh, wait. But were you supposed to notice the sparkly ru- ruby shoes? Oh, hey. Mm, that could be something. That could be something. I, I, I know I've heard, heard of red slippers involved in something. I c- can't quite place it. Oh, Superman. The Superman. No, wait, that wasn't the Superman. We're going to move on while you pretend to not know what I'm talking about. Um, Then there's Hook getting to New York City in the blink of an eye, using a cloaking device that works where other magic doesn't, and finding Rumpel and company with ease. How? The Wizard of Oz. Go ahead. Mm Mm-hmm. And Cora, my dear, why didn't you just fling Snow and Charming out the window? It's not like the dagger's going to break. Oh, Mrs. Splatmore. Okay. I don't know about that one, lady. I'm um, gone too soon. Also, worst funeral ever. Did Pongo dig the hole? Most I do likely. like the show. Really? Yes. When we could use some positivity coming from you. Splatmore, come on. Yes, uh, a, overall a, a very negative letter from Win. But we all Wynn have. Win was not on our uh, twelve to thirteen death candle scale. No. She was like at an eight. No, but you know, different people. Different people feel different things, and it's okay that you feel that way. When we don't, we don't dislike you for it. But we will never read one of your letters again. I'm just kidding. Okay, <laughs> She's and be the one leaving the voicemail. <laughs> Okay, and our second letter uh, and last letter is from Stacy, and she says, Hey, all, I was thinking the line uh, about the line Neil says about seeing uh, what Rumpel does to people who break steals. I, or I was thinking the line was referring to Hook. I messed that sentence Completely. all up. I'm sorry, Stacy. Would Stacey. you like to start over? No. <laughs> okay, she's saying that the, the line about Rumpel breaking deals, referring to Hook. Since we haven't really been shown a deal that Bay has seen broken, I'm thinking that he was talking about seeing that Rumpel had cut off Hook's hand or knew something about Hook. And this is me adding it. I think she's saying, you know, he knew something about Rumpel and Hook's history. Okay. I also think that uh, the, that Henry will be Rumpel's undoing or the, the, the line, Henry, I'm doing an awful job at reading. Apparently I should have read tonight. I also think that that the line uh, Henry will be Rumpel's undoing may be referring to the fact that because of him and Re- him Regina and Cora, though her motives are questionable, are hunting for the dagger to control him. I also think, however, that Rumpel may think this means something different than it is, so possibly I uh, may try to kill him. So, uh, <laughs> Anne Marie was yawning there. I don't think I'm that's sorry, a reflection on Stacy's letter. It is letter. not a reflection on Stacy's letter. On your reading of Stacy's letter, yeah, my yeah. reading was atrocious. It did not li- live up to the letter at all. But uh, so interesting theories. What she's saying is that Henry is going to be the undoing in a different way. I think. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Let's just simplify. But uh, we want to thank, thank everyone you. for writing in, and uh, we gave you the, all the contact information. You can get it at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. Like I said, the voicemail number again, if you want our notes from this episode, 424-274-2352. Just call in. Talk to us. Say hey. Say what's up. We like Let me know what you think voices. about my Johanna theory, because yes. I think it's pretty solid. I think it's awesome. And uh, wait, one little thing I wanted to drop here uh, before we uh, sign off and everything is that uh, Project Dragon Con 2013, Once Upon yes. a Time edition, uh, got a little more interesting today. Uh, the official Dragon Con Twitter announced that the Blue Fairy 
will be in attendance with Dr. Hopper. And this is when I'm trying and scrambling to figure out babysitters for mm. all of Dragon Con because <laughs> I want to go play this year. Yeah, and so I'm really hoping it, we can either get interviews or, fingers crossed, I'm going to start talking to some people. Maybe get a greetings from Storybook panel at Dragon Con. Maybe. We'll see. Man, now you got to do some work on it. You threw it out there to the people. Yeah, I did throw it out there to the people. That's to keep me honest. <laughs> Please keep him honest. Now I have to actually talk to these people. They like uh, you. They do. They do. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. If nothing else, I'm, I can probably score a couple of interviews. But uh, let's see. Anything else you have to add, Anne-Marie? I'm good. You're good? I'm good. Okay, I think I'm good too. So I guess, you know, until next week. Greetings from Storybrooke. Storybrooke.